What up, y'all? Y'all listening to Here, which stands for Horsey Embraces the Anxious Ride, and I'm your host, Horace. For this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my supermoto experience down at Riverside, California, riding with SoCal Supermoto. They're located out in Riverside, California. The track they use is called Adams Motorsports Park. Tell you about my experience there back in December, my crash there, and discuss more about the mentality behind motorcycling. First off, disclaimer, I'm not sponsored by SoCal Supermoto. They did not ask me to create this episode. I am just purely talking from my own experience and my thoughts. I am also not an expert at all in motorcycling or any Supermoto riding at all. It was only my first session, and I'm just here to provide my experiences. Because with my ADHD, motorcycling helps me, as mentioned in previous episodes in Season 1. I'm not a licensed therapist, but being born Asian American, my experience with ADHD, anxiety, motorcycling does help me mitigate those feelings. And so I hope I'm able to share my experience with you, not really necessarily convince you to ride motorcycles, but maybe share how I'm able to use motorcycling to help me and aid me in my anxious ride and also provide you motivation to find your method of navigating your stress, your day to day and provide you a safe space to share optimism. So this episode is going to be a lot about motorcycles. Let's start. What is SoCal Supermoto? Well, SoCal Supermoto is a company that was started by Brian Murray, who is the head instructor at SoCal Supermoto, and they love motorbikes. They started back in 2010, and they only had a couple bikes back then. Since then, they've grown a lot. A whole fleet of track-ready bikes... Suzuki DRZ 400s, uh, free loaner gear, Alpine Stars, high quality loaner gear. They have a team of staff that's extremely helpful. They're all motorcycle enthusiasts, and there's a big emphasis on safety. Brian wants everybody in the class to have fun, but they want to make sure that they're having fun while staying safe. And that's why it's so important. They also installed a bungalow there, which is air-conditioned because Riverside, SoCal, it can get pretty hot sometimes here in California. Free water, free lunch, it's all included in the package when you purchase the ticket for a day riding with them. They also give you free swag. I got myself a t-shirt and it's extremely comfortable, I'll tell you that. Anyways, my opinion on why SoCal Supermoto is so special is because they heavily emphasize safety. I think that was my number one priority when going on a motorcycle. Sure, it's fun to go really fast. It's fun to go riding. But overall, motorcycling is a dangerous sport. Don't forget, it's at least 30 times more dangerous than driving a car. And driving a car in itself, there's already a lot of accidents and dangerous people out here in the Bay Area. Therefore, why ride a motorcycle? I explained in different episodes, but it does help my ADHD and anxiety. Supermoto riding, first off is on-road and off-road situations. A supermoto riding is basically you are involved with the asphalt, which is the typical concrete ground, but then there's also the dirt portion, which dirt, as you know, with street tires, you're going to lose traction, and that's why there needs to be skills developed to mitigate and navigate through those slippery conditions, and that's where supermoto riding comes in to teach you that. I actually learned about SoCal Supermoto from Moto Jitsu, a YouTuber I follow, 
and he always emphasizes upgrading your skills, always emphasizes about shut up and practice. And so I decided to bite the bullet and let's try SoCal Supermoto out. And let me tell you, I do not regret it one bit and I'm dying to go back again. Maybe sometime this year, we'll see. But Supermoto riding, you might also wonder, well, a Supermoto, I'm never going to be in dirt in the first place. Why do I need to learn it? Well, first off, Supermoto riding actually helps everyday riding. There's still the same techniques because you are on a motorized two-wheel vehicle. And due to that, you're going to have those similar techniques that can cross over to street riding, even on a sport bike or a cruiser. For example, in a situation where you're slipping and sliding in the rain, or there's a puddle, or perhaps there's some fallen leaves that you run over, at least in those situations, you will not panic and you're able to use the supermoto experience gained and calmly get yourself out of that situation. I think that's extremely important and that's what Moto Jitsu emphasized in his videos whenever he talked about dirt riding. And so because of that, I've never done dirt riding experience and so I wanted to try it out. For my experience at SoCal Supermoto, the first thing you do when you arrive, you got to check in and then there's a safety briefing. You sign a waiver, of course, and then Throughout the day, there's the on and off sessions on the track. There's the classroom sessions. Every time we go out on a track, we just reflect what happened on the track and we are given time to ask questions. Brian gives us an opportunity to learn from what he observed from our writing, but also he lectures us about certain aspects of writing and how we can improve. Throughout the day too, him or his team will take photos of us while we're out on the track and it's pretty awesome because they take some really rad photos that you can take home and they're free of charge. Each session I'm able to go out at least seven laps in Adams Motorsports Park and there's a lot of technical tight turns, hairpin turns, which which is a lot of fun because it really helps you and he actually goes out on the track sometimes and he will make the X markings on the ground to help everybody with the turn-ins because that's the line that ideally you should follow. He wants everyone to succeed no matter what your background is in motorcycle riding. He makes sure that everybody is covered. He's extremely patient, a lot of fun. He adds in a lot of humor and I gotta say it was a lot of fun throughout the whole day at SoCal Supermoto. It can get tiring towards the end in which probably contributed to my crash but Regardless, it was my first time in the dirt, so that was my fault 100%. Alright, so with my crash, a little bit more in detail. During the morning, the sessions are all asphalt only, so we don't go into the dirt yet because he wants us to learn the lines, he wants us to get used to the bikes because a lot of people that go in, like me, has never ridden a dirt bike before, especially it's a single cylinder dirt bike. I had one person in my class who was also a sport bike rider like me, and we tend to stick our butt out more rather than sit straight up. For a supermoto, you want to make sure that you're all the way up on top of the gas tank, sit up straight, back straight, and you have your elbows up the whole time versus a sport bike where you're really tucked in and you get your butt out and you're really, really tucked into the bike. So it's really different because actually you want to be high up on the supermoto bike because if you are not, it will upset the suspension and actually make it more difficult to control. And these supermotos are really flickable. And so I got to say, like it is a lot of fun and he gives us that time in the morning to go slow, to work on the technique rather than speed. 
towards the end. And so we ended up going to dirt in the afternoon session around 2 p.m. And by that time, we started around 9. So it's like on and off. And because I did a semi-private class, our class was bit smaller. It was only a size of 10 students versus their typical, like, I think 20 or 18. And so because of that, there was a lot of room for us to ride around. I purposely chose a smaller class because I was nervous. I am nervous. I'm still nervous even when I go back. I was probably the slowest one in the class. But what happened in the dirt was that there's these two hairpin turns and he already emphasized that you must go five miles per hour or less through those turns. Now, I'm already nervous in the dirt. And from my understanding, you have to use the front brake when you slow down because that's where majority of the braking pressure goes on a motorcycle. The rear brake doesn't help as much. The stopping power comes from the front brake. However, his lecture was saying that you have to use the rear brake especially when coming around the corner and you don't want to use your front brake because you might low side because of the loss of traction. It's more slippery in the dirt. And so I was a little paranoid and I didn't realize how fast I was going. Apparently they videotaped me. I might've blanked out or I froze up because coming around the second hairpin turn, this was already my fourth time around a track. And yet every time I got to the dirt at that moment, it paralyzed me. I actually stalled in the dirt on my first go around the instructor was like, go, go, go. And so I like froze up for a bit and I finally went. But in terms of the fourth time around, the second hairpin turn, I ended up going way too fast. According to the video, like at least 10 to 15 miles per hour, way too fast for the dirt. And I ended up going over the berm, which is over that little hill. And I basically crashed. I low sided. And this was when I didn't realize that actually the handlebar probably smashed in the back of my hand. The mechanism of injury was probably a blunt concentrated force to the back of my hand because I had all this protective gear on, but unfortunately, only my knuckles were protected, not the back of my hand. It really hurt. It swelled up like crazy to the point that normally if you close a fist, you see your knuckles. I couldn't even see my knuckles. It was a balloon. And so that was pretty bad, and it swelled up like crazy. Initially, some of the students, my fellow classmates, said I might have a broken bone. I might have a fracture. So I probably should get that checked out. I got it checked out. It's not, there was not even a hairline fracture. It's most likely a contusion of some sort, a bone contusion. Even now when I'm talking to you and recording this episode, it still hurts a bit, but most of it has healed already. But bone contusions, according to the doctor, can take months to heal. And so with that, what I'm just trying to say is that, first off, it's 100% my fault. I'm not going to make excuses. I probably was mentally drained. I should have maybe called it quits because we could have called it quits anytime, sit out if we need to, and then go back in later, which I did not. So I had to sit out afterwards because literally I could not put my glove back on because it hurt really bad because Brian was serious. He actually, if people crash, we had a person in the first session actually go out a little wide and ended up going into the dirt when he was not supposed to be there. Our lead instructor made him sit out the next session. He could not go out and ride. Then the second crash, the person that crashed, uh, he actually 
ended up sitting out the next session as well. And Brian was very serious about it because he says that safety is extremely important. He's seen a lot of injuries and he described a lot of the stories about what he's seen. And ambulances have been called multiple times and he just does not want to deal with that anymore. And he's been sued before because even though with the waiver and then the guy did not listen and he got sued and it was a whole legal matter, it was a pain, but... He made it clear and that person just was too aggressive in the riding and it ended up hurting themselves. And then that person came back and sued SoCal Supermoto. And so he is, you have fun, but you be safe. So it has to be within reason. So I totally understand his reason for sitting people out because people need to reflect. And I definitely had time to reflect on what I did. And now with a little bit more experience on my hands, the next time I go back, I look forward to going to the dirt because now at least I understand that I, it's super important to go slow around the turn and you just want to get over the turn quicker. You're not trying to go fast in the corner. You're trying to get out of the corner as quick as possible. That's the idea about riding. I've mentioned it a couple times already, but I had a lot of fun riding the Supermoto. I am super excited and I definitely plan to go back sometime this year. I learned a lot about dirt riding, the fact that you do have to use your rear brake and the fact that you have to really be in there in that moment in the dirt because if you mentally space out, you're going to crash just like me because I totally blanked out and I just never had any dirt riding experience, so it was a lot of fun. There's a point where, too, at the end of the dirt where there's a hill and you get to jump. I was so exciting when I jumped. I actually yelled out loud, I'm pretty sure, underneath that helmet. Unlike me, there were other people in the class that, like, for example, there was a father and two of his younger sons that seemed pretty cocky, those two sons, just because they rode dirt bikes as kids. So they didn't really have a humble mentality. So the first session, one of the kids had to sit out after that because he basically blew past the instructor at the first corner. And because his tires were cold, there wasn't enough grip yet. He couldn't make the corner and he ended up sliding out into the dirt area where he was not supposed to be in the morning session kept making excuses too when the instructor like kicked him off the session but he kept making excuses but you know it's a little difficult when you have to deal with people like this in the class sometimes especially these like really cocky overconfident individuals and with newcomers I think that was a difficulty for me because I was paranoid and I actually slowed down on the straightaways to allow people to pass me because I was just trying to be considerate of them how do you deal with these people are you a track rider? Are you a supermoto rider? Are you a seasoned motorcycle track rider? Because if you are, I like to ask you for tips on how to deal with these situations and how do you navigate traffic on a track. But anyways, the conclusion here is please don't ride when you're mentally drained. If you are a motorcyclist out there, really stay safe. Always have that humble attitude because that's how you're able to soak in more information like a sponge. Don't be too cocky because there's always someone better than you out there. And always keep learning because that is so important in this world. Life is a constant learning process. And so next time, I'll make sure that I am fully hydrated. I am going to take a rest whenever I need to. And I am ready to book my next session at SoCal Supermoto sometime this year. I'm looking forward to it. So where can you find SoCal Supermoto? Well... They're out in Adams Motorsports Park. You can just Google SoCal Supermoto and you can find them. They're out in Riverside, California. 
I'll place a link in the podcast description if anybody wants to check it out. Feel free to look there. And look forward to the next episode where I'll be tying in both my episode two and three of this season to look at the mental state of writing and my mental health and what caused my first crash that I talked about in my last episode and my mentality during that time and my anxiety attack. If you've learned something from my blabbering or you found it entertaining or you just enjoy listening to my episodes, please consider giving me a follow or a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to. Please share this with any loved ones who are impacted or you think are impacted by ADHD. You can always follow me at The Anxious Ride on Instagram. Don't forget, if you have any questions, topics for me to cover, comments, you can always email me at theanxiousride at gmail.com. I look forward to your suggestions. Once again, thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for continuing to listen to me. You could listen to any other ADHD or mental health podcast out there, but you chose to spend time with me. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. Till then, please stay safe, keep the rubber side down, and let's enjoy that anxious ride. Peace.